Yo, 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 what's up, everybody? Thank you for tuning in to today's podcast. It's Cody, Gotham's Cape Crusader, and we're keeping it geekly. Yes, this is your number one stop for all things geek culture, from comic books to video games and so much more. And man, oh man, am I excited, because not only do we have some heavy-hitting DC comics fresh off the press, but some awesome news buzzing around in the geek culture world. And of course, this is just mere hours before the PlayStation Live event, so we have a little bit of news pertaining to that as well. So without further hesitation, let's go ahead and just dive right in and let's see what's going on. So the very first thing we're going to talk about today is going to be a little bit of a rumor and leak. So take this with a grain of salt. But this is supposedly going to be one of the big main announcements during today's main event. So this, of course, coming from WCCF Tech, it looks like we're going to be getting a PlayStation 5 Pro targeting late 2023, 24 pricing around $600 to $700 and a premium 8K gaming segment. Now, it looks like this is Sony's take that is going to tackle Microsoft's Xbox Series X slash S refresh. And this is going to also have a AMD SoC featuring a higher performance. But being a pro console, rumors are speculating that we're likely positioned at a premium 4K, 8K gaming segment. Also, we're seeing a couple of titles that were leaked as well. That being God of War game, Teaser, Gran Turismo, Stray, Call of Duty Vanguard, and The Last of Us Fractions. Now, another thing to note, the PS5 Pro might not be leaked during this event since it's still a couple years away. But there are some further speculations that we can draw on. Now, it looks like Sony is going the 5NM route with a new RDNA with a Zen-based architecture. Now, who doesn't love a little bit of rumors and speculations to start the day off with Sony and the PlayStation 5? Speaking of Sony, it looks like PlayStation just acquired Firesprite, which is the developer of the Persistence and Playroom. Now, originally founded by developers within SIE's Liverpool studio, Firesprite has worked with Sony on the Playroom projects, but now will be officially part of PlayStation Studios, making it to be the 14th studio to join. Now, according to official announcements, and this is a direct quote, Firesprite will play a critical role in strengthening SIE's exclusive game catalog in genres outside of PlayStation Studios' core offerings. Now, it's always interesting to see the moves that Sony makes in order to keep in competition with Microsoft, and here's to a bright future with Firesprite. Now, on to our last piece of news. It looks like there's been 15-second clips floating around the internet of a new Rick and Morty live-action film or segment and it's starring Christopher Lloyd as Rick Sanchez. So it looks like Adult Swim has been suddenly dropping these 15 second segments all over and it's starring Christopher Lloyd and Jaden Martell as Rick and Morty. And man, I gotta tell you, it is phenomenal. Now, while this is a rather perfect fit for casting, it's not set in stone if we're gonna get an actual live action series or movie from these segments. Now, during an interview with Paul B. Cummings, he noted that Lloyd opened up to him about how he felt that Doc Brown and Rick Sanchez were like brothers that took two very different paths in life, which is rather fitting since Rick Chan Sanchez is based off of Doc Brown loosely. So there's not a whole lot more to report on this. I just thought it was rather cool to see Christopher Lloyd back in action as Rick Sanchez. And man, if you haven't seen those shorts, get out there and look them up because they are phenomenal. Now that wraps up this week in Geek, but stay tuned. We have those fresh posts coming right out the oven. Yes, yes, yes. And this is going to lead us to the Black Manta issue number one written by Chuck Brown with art being done by Valentin DeLandro. There's a flashback to Metropolis with the human flame getting his throat slit and his human essence drained into a box. But then we revert back to the current day situation and Black Manta is slaughtering pirates left and right until he hits Captain Demo. 
Now we find that Captain Demo has robbed a stone from the Black Manta essentially. And after being quickly dismantled, Black Manta basically tells him like, I'm here, I'm taking your crew. I'm taking all these valuables, but you can keep the ship. And I thought that was pretty freaking brutal. Now we flash back to Metropolis to our antagonist and he opens up his home, which just so happens to also be a secret lair by conjuring the spell. It was rather insane. And then across the world, everybody starts writhing and screaming out in pain. And the Black Manta believes it's due to the rock that he stole from Captain Demo. Now, can Gallows figure out what's causing this in time or will their fighting break them apart? Now, for a first issue, I was rather taken back by just how graphic and gory it was. I really enjoyed the fighting and the action between Black Manta and the pirates. And I definitely want to check out issue number two. Now, this leads us to our next book of the week, which is going to be Suicide Squad issue number seven, written by Robbie Thompson, with art being done by Eduardo Pansica. Now, we begin this issue with the introduction of Ambush Bug, who is essentially just like a Deadpool character who is able to break the fourth wall and talk to the audience, which I thought was a rather interesting touch. Now, he's there on the beach with the Suicide Squad, including Bloodsport, Pulbra, Black Siren, and Noctra. And he is just telling them things that are just off the wall. They're trying to wrap their heads around who exactly he is and where he came from. Now we pivot to Amanda Waller and she is outside of them being stuck in a simulation, which was insane because Ambush Bug was pretty much trying to tell them that they are within a comic. Now we see Waller radio in Peacemaker, who essentially has lost all faith within the Suicide Squad. And he's being tasked with finding and retrieving Swamp Thing because Swamp Thing essentially he's going to set up a surveillance state. He's anything that's green and living, he's able to take control of. And, you know, Peacemaker is just being fed all this BS about it being done for peace. Now, Waller has this little inkling of hope that he's going to give up Rick Flagg's position, but others are not so convinced. Now, we pivot back to the simulation and Ambush Bug is just spilling the beans left and right. He lets Nocturna know that she's not from this earth and Bloodsport abducted her. And things are just getting insane as everyone's questioning whether they are the real person or a copy. Now, during this, they are sent into a rather extreme training combat simulation. And after they finish, Waller rings in, letting them know that they did a job well done and they are being sent to hell. And their purpose is to retrieve the Rock of Eternity or they're going to be stranded there forever. Now, that was a rather interesting introduction to Ambush Bug. And I am pretty curious to see what he's going to do with the Suicide Squad, because he's needed, keep that in mind, and where his character is going to go after this. Now, this is going to lead us to our last issue of the week, which is going to be Fear State Batman issue 112, written by James Tyron IV, with art being done by Jorge Jimenez. Now, this issue begins with Batman completely deranged, blinking in and out of reality as he's trying to escape the clutches of the Scarecrow. Now, while this is happening, we see Simon Stane on TV, and he's pretty much spewing all this propaganda about a new Gotham. He goes as far as to bring up Batman and how he was sent to save old Gotham, but instead he enabled all these madmen to take over. But don't worry, Gotham, my peacekeepers are going to save the day. Now this dives further into Saint promising accountability for the peacekeepers. And then we cut to Saint vomiting on the floor because his peacekeeper number one is going insane and he has no idea where to even locate him at. Sean, in fact, is stumbling through a dark alleyway, poisoned by the Scarecrow Fear Toxin and about to kill a crowd of Gotham civilians, while Batman is weakly making his way to the Bat family and he's requesting the help of Ghost Maker. Now, things are not looking too good as we find out that Poison Ivy has gone feral 
and her roots are basically holding up the whole entire city of Gotham. Now, Fear State is taking Gotham by storm, and to be honest, this is one of my favorite things coming out of DC as it stands right now. Now, that being said, guys, that does wrap up today's podcast. As always, you can catch me on my respective social media platforms at Twitch, Twitter, Instagram, YouTube, and so much more at Job for Cody. Now, keep in mind, guys, the PlayStation Live event is going to be airing around 4 p.m. EST. I'm going to be at work, but not to fear, we will do a live stream reaction I would say probably around midnight tonight. So stay tuned on my Twitch for that. If you like this type of content, you could always hit that big red subscription button and turn on notifications to be alerted anytime I drop more videos. As always, guys, keep it geekly.